This program is brought to you from Wisconsin Eyes Margaret Farrow Studio. Hello and welcome to Newsmakers. I'm your host, Lisa Pugh. It's somewhat of a tradition here at Wisconsin Eye to invite outgoing legislators to spend some time reflecting on their time of service and then come here and share their thoughts with our viewers. Today we are sitting down with outgoing legislator Representative Timothy Rampton of Campbellsport. He was first elected to the Assembly in 2018. In this past year, he also ran for governor. He is leaving office this coming January. Thank you so much for joining us today, Representative Rampton. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you very much for this privilege. This is really an honor to be here today. Thank you. Well, we start these interviews off mostly in the same way. What was it that compelled you to run in the first place back in 2018? Uh, servanthood. Uh, I'm a school board member as well. I've uh, been on the school board for the Kewaskum School District for a decade now. I'm in my 10th year, and I've got two more years, and I'll finish four terms. We'll see what happens then. But for now, um, that's what drew me to want to serve at the school board level. Same with uh, the legislature. I believe that when you work in a public service environment and you are of, by, and for the people, things can get done for them. And you can accomplish stuff because the, the window of opportunity for all of us is, is small. It may not seem like it, but it's very small. So if you have an opportunity to be in a position to make a difference, you should do everything you can. And I tried to do my best. Well, let's look back at 2018. We have a clip of you from when you first ran for this seat, and you're talking about what you had hoped to accomplish in your time in the legislature. So let's, let's take a look at that clip from 2018. I can guarantee you I will inspire and influence this assembly to raise its collective bar to do more for the people than they've ever done before. That's why I'm in this race. And whatever it takes for them, the people, I don't work for establishment, I don't work for hidden agenda. I don't work for special interest. I work for the people of, by, and for the people. That's why I'm doing this. And if I get in, we're going to be talking a lot because I'm going to have a lot of things I'll be working on. I look forward to it. You made a promise in that clip back from 2018 to inspire and influence the assembly. Do you think you've lived up to that promise? Well, uh, maybe in a certain way. First of all, I have to ask you a question. Better clean shaven or do you like the facial hair? I think it's no shave November, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it looks good. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I think that the focus in, in that statement and, and in within me even today and beyond today is to serve. And I believe that my actions, as much as it might have been certain things or certain stuff that I may have said or done that upset some people, was purposeful. Purposeful in a way to send the message to say, here's what's expected of us when we're in the seats to serve. And it, it shouldn't be a small group of people or even one or two people deciding how you are to be as a representative of the people. I'm responsible for 59,000 people in the 59th Assembly District. But it doesn't end there. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a state representative. I represent the people of the state as well. And a lot of them reached out to me because they weren't getting answers from their reps. So to show them that there's a better way to do it and that when we have an opportunity to do the right thing, even if it's incredibly controversial, like um, medical freedom resolutions or PFAS, 
containment or reclaiming electoral ballots from an election that, in my opinion, wasn't done right. You have to at least ask the question. It's so not you, a, you've lived up to inspiring and influencing well, the assembly. And I, I, Did I, you inspire your colleagues? I think I inspired uh, beyond the colleagues for sure. I think the, the whole state uh, has seen the light. You know, let there be light. Genesis one, verse three says, "Let there be light." You, the light of truth eventually comes out when you serve people and you do the right thing for them, and it's always for them. I don't care about me. I never cared about me. It doesn't matter what people do and say toward me, whether they like me or hate me. And in this role, you get both. What mattered to me is to do the right thing. Because truth is always going to set you free, and it's going to be something that you can't keep hidden forever. Do you think you've changed during your time in the legislature? Are you that same person that you were back in that 2018 That's clip? That's a great question. Uh, a very similar, probably a higher level of conviction, uh, as well as some concern about the environment. People People get manipulated in this business from, from internal to the body uh, in the Capitol building as well as external to the voters. They get certain things done or said that slant people's opinions. It's all very subjective and it's a very difficult environment to navigate through if you're simply focused on truth. You can get attacked for no reason because that's what they do. Will you miss your time in the legislature? I think all things come to an end at some point in time, whether I stayed on for one or two more terms at best, would have put me in the same place. Uh, if I were to have stayed on, I don't know if I would have been able to get much more done. I had to do what I did regarding, uh, you mentioned the governor run, because that was a, a place for me to go to to continue the efforts to get truth and transparency and closure. And I could have fixed some of the broken things that were going on within the legislature had I had that opportunity. That's why I did it. Didn't seem to have a choice at the time. But to stay where I was and, and just go along and just be there and f take a space up, that to me isn't serve. That's a, that's Is the a right time for you to leave? I, I think so. I think it, it got to the point where, you know, you're in for a couple of terms and, and you move on. I have term limit mentality. I think if you're in something way too long, like some members are there, it starts to form into a different type of mindset and that per perpetuates into the body and then you've got uh, issues. So anyway. Let's talk about your run for governor. You brought that up. Yep. Um, uh, former President Trump praised you. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, among others, labeled you an election conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. In the primary election for governor, you received 6% of the vote. Your uh, challengers, 47%. Tim Michaels, 42% for Rebecca Clayfish. Was your run for governor worth it? You never know till you try, so it's always worth it. And if I could do it all over again, I would. Um, if you believe the numbers, by the way, and I don't, I don't. And what's lacking in our process for electing people is, if, if you're like a, a, a bank teller, you have to balance your drawer at the end of the day, every penny counts, otherwise you can't go home. My wife was a teller, she knows, and I, I heard the stories. That's what I want our elections to be. It's not about people, it's about mechanics and process. We don't have reconciliation um, tools that apply to our elections process. We have um, tasks or events. We have issues with our ballots, chain of custody, with machines, the voter lists, the Wisconsin I, or WIS, WIS uh, vote rather, uh, lists are, are 7.1, almost 7.2 million people. 4.5 million are eligible to vote and 3.3, 3.5 vote. The list is twice as big as it should be. Why? And it's all in the same data set. It's all on the same server. Those are things that cause question 
And I just wanted to remove the question. I don't believe I'm a conspiracy theorist at all, never thought I was. I was after truth and transparency for closure so we could have trust and confidence and move on. But we can't get answers. I, I would like to... Why do you think you didn't get a bigger share of that vote? Um, well, that's an interesting question. Um, I think the selection process for who gets to be in the seat at the end of the day starts even before people announce. Then once they announce, if that person isn't somebody that they want, and I'll use the word loosely, a kind of puppet material, they'll, they'll shade you. They'll, they'll dismiss you. They'll marginalize you. Uh, media does it. Um, members within the, the governance process do it so they, they can elevate the, the person they want. So you get separation that way. And then when the vote comes out, you know, if there's negative press and name calling, well, I don't want to vote for a conspiracy theorist, even though I think he's got a point. I'll vote for this because they have a better chance to win because they got money or they got something. So you don't think your platform was why maybe you didn't get... Uh, well, that's not, that, I mean, that's not what I'm hearing. Uh, I, I, again, I don't believe the numbers. I really don't. And what we needed a reconciliation of not just the primary but the general, in my opinion, to really get to the true numbers. And until we have corrections made to the process, I don't know how we're going to get there, but we're working on it. We got people poking at this data all the time. And again, truth that comes out. Eventually, the truth will set us all free. It's just a matter of time. Is there anything you would do differently in your run for governor if you could go back? If I could do the run over again, start sooner. There's, a, there's an issue with timing. I mean, I, I, not to get into the weeds here, but there was an event that happened in the Capitol building on the 18th of January with the caucus. That was the day I decided that I don't see a forward path here. I don't the see. Legislature. Right. So I'm going to stay in. I'm not quitting because I'm not a quitter. I'm going to try it a different way and do the governor thing. So I, I made up my, my decision essentially on the 18th of January and announced on February 12th. Very little lead time. Now, my, my esteemed uh, competitors, specifically the two, I'll just get into two with Tim and with Rebecca. Rebecca had not only been lieutenant governor for, for eight years, but she was sort of, in my opinion, running for four years to be governor. So she had already been out there and saturated the, the, the mindset of the people with her as an option. Mr. Michaels came in kind of late, but he was everywhere because he could afford to be. I didn't, I, di I didn't have the money and I didn't have the time. And so um, if I could do it over again, um, I would probably start sooner and, and probably uh, would be able to determine how much more I could spend to be more effective with my messaging. But I have popularity all over the state, and um, I'm still hearing from people that many think I actually won the primary, but that's what they're saying. That's, but see, that's the problem. We should take that, that away from, the, don't, don't let that permeate with the people. Don't let them have that doubt and that suspicion. That's why I was focused on the mechanics. This was never about people. I didn't want to overturn the election. I wanted to make sure it was legit and honest. And now we've got two in a row that people are questioning about. And if nothing changes between now and 24, I don't think anything will, because the players haven't changed, they control that possibility, we're going to have a similar rerun in 2024. Well, other than your work on elections, which you're clearly really mm -hmm. passionate about, what mm -hmm. is your proudest accomplishment in your time in the legislature? Well, that's a tough question. There's multiple things. I, I was very glad I was able to um, advertise the 9-11 Memorial Highway for the 9-11 Memorial in Kewaskum, which is 
basically my hometown. I'm a Campbellsport resident, but I was born and raised in Kewaskum, and then when we moved out to the farm, it happened to be in the Campbellsport Post Office District. But I'm in the Camp Kewaskum School District um, for the uh, school board. But that was a big deal for me because it helped that needed program to get the visibility to help. How did get that the come doors. about? Tell us about the your uh, passion for the 9-11 highway. Communications with the county folks, um, Gordy Harbaman. I know of him, and uh, we're friends, and for the whole family. And there was some conversation about can we make this happen? Can we make this happen? Now there was some hurdles that I had to jump through specifically with our leadership team because people didn't really want to get into naming stuff. In in any case, and this was like naming a highway. Well, we really uh, on a behalf highway. of a family, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of like you know people spend money to put their name on on sports facilities and stuff like that. They didn't want to get into that type of discussion. But this was different. This was an attack on our country. There was the, this was a whole national thing with with um, the terrorism and all of that from the Middle East. And and uh, we had a gal, the daughter of Gordy, was uh, killed in that. She was there for one day. She went for a day trip for her business out of Chicago, and Andrea was in that building on the 97th floor, 96th floor, right where the plane essentially went in, the North Tower, and man, timing's everything. Um, so do you do you uh, drive by that, feel connected to that in your Pretty much town? every day. We, we spent some money to, to honor the, the program with a brick that has my my time as a rep. So it does have the Wisconsin legislature symbol carved in stone, so that's there. I'm very proud of the PFAS movement, the um, polyfluoral carbon, um, the, the forever chemicals that are in groundwater. And there's a lot of problems up in the Manitowoc area. I went up there to a, a deal. I was on the Water Quality Task Force my first session, and boy, I got an earful up there. It was bad. But I'm really happy that eventually it was it was AB 792 in my first session, and then it became AB 140 in the second session. And 140, the appropriation went from 250,000 to a million, which is a big jump for me. And I'm really tight. I'm so tight I squeak when I walk. But in order to accomplish resolution to the problem, we needed that million dollars. And I worked with Senator Coles on that to get that done. I'm really proud of that because that's one one more element that hurts land, it hurts animals, it hurts humans with, with the well water toxicity. Is there and more work, work to be done on that issue? Oh, uh, definitely more work, uh, definitely more work. But I know uh, there were some chemical changes made to how they make some of this foam now, and it doesn't have that PFAS, that damaging element in it anymore. So there was some improvement there. Um, I'm also very proud of the fact that I was the only seated uh, representative, the only legislator in Wisconsin who pushed for medical freedom when the governor continued to keep putting out his edicts to shut down our, our state. He had his 60 days under 32310, which is, which is true. But after 60 days, if you don't have a solution, you can't keep, he kept doing it, right? Well, I, at day 40, I believe, day 48 maybe, I had a resolution at day 61, if he was gonna continue on, we we're gonna end it. I couldn't get a senator to jump on with me until the fifth try. It took me five times to get that done, but we finally got uh, the resolution passed and we, we didn't have that lockdown stuff anymore. And, um, How would you like to be remembered for your time in the legislature? Um, a catalyst for change. Someone who came in and, and was of, by, and for the people who held his conviction and was true to his word and, and only spoke truth. I, I, I just wanted things to get done. I don't look for optics to deflect. I don't look for scorekeeping and look at me, look at me. I, I'm just like, I'm one of 99 one of 61 in the majority, but any voice can be, be powerful, and I did my best to 
get the word out that what we needed to do for medical freedom, for our elections, uh, for the 9-11 more, were, were very important things to do because they're enduring and, and they'll shift um, our societal discourse if we don't uh, do something, it'll, it'll get continue to get worse. So I, I'm really happy with what I've done. Um, could I have done more? I'm, I'm not sure because the environment is an interesting environment. If, if things don't flow real good from a certain position, um, not too much can happen, if I can say it nicely. Advice for your successor? Be true to yourself. Be true to the people who put you in the seat that represent them. You're not there for yourself. You're there for them. And as soon as you forget that, that's when the problems start. You have been, continued to be a s strong supporter of former President Donald Trump. And some people in your party say it's time to move on. Uh, recently, sp a former Speaker Paul Ryan said he's a never-again Trumper, that he thinks that uh, former President Trump is a drag on the Republican Party. How do you respond to people who say that? Well, I, I, I'm a, a strong supporter of right person, right role, right time. And for me, with the elections initiative, it wasn't about him. It was never about him. I did it because the pr I, I needed the questions and the mystery taken out, and, and I wanted to trust back so people could feel good about the vote, because I didn't feel it. I don't feel it now. I'm not exactly sure what happens in our process, and that's not a good feeling to have. So Do you think President Trump has a negative impact on the Republican Party? Well, it depends on who in the party you're asking. Um, I think, because one of the first questions you asked me is kind of like the environment I'm in, I think by doing what I did, which I thought and felt and still do and would do it over again, was the right thing to do. And yet, in some people's perspectives, it was upsetting to them. So do they think I'm bad for the legislative body? Are they glad I'm leaving? Probably. Just like we have people who don't support President Trump because he was doing things different. And, and Looking but, forward, is he a good influence? Well, I don't really want to get into federal elections. Mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's announced now, so he's going to run. Um, when he ran the first time in 16, there was, what, 17 people who wanted to do the same thing? So we'll see what happens in a primary for the Republican Party. Uh, it's an open seat, essentially, be with the Republican side because it's a Democrat holding the chair now, right? So it's gonna, there's going to probably be more than one person. Let it play out. I mean, I'm all about right person, right role, right time. So um, we'll that's, see what my, happens. that's my answer to that. Yeah. You mentioned your time on the school board. It will be your fourth term, your 10th year. I'm in my fourth term right now, yes. Fourth term, 10th mm -hmm. year on the school board in Kewaskum. Why is that local elected role important? You just got reelected again in April. Yeah, and I didn't even campaign for it. And it's important to say that, and I don't mean to be dismissive of the people who voted, but I had worked very hard the previous three terms I was in that seat to change status quo and learn behavior. And we did. We have one of the, the most efficient school districts and school boards right right now, in my opinion, based on the 423 in the state. We're, we're running lean and mean. We had a $28.4 million referendum, and our taxes did not go up. In fact, the last two physical years, our taxes are dropping significantly, and our costs are being managed because we're very fiscally responsible. Those are the things I, I helped bring to the table because I said, wait a second, why are we doing it this way? Why don't we try this? Why not in what if works? If you have people in positions that are in governance that say why not in what if, it does matter because you never know until you try. So I bring that to the table as well. And the grassroots element of school boards 
is very tight. In fact, school boards is one of the most challenging public service roles you can have. You're dealing with children, you're dealing with the science of education, you're dealing with taxpayers, and of course the parents are taxpayers as well as, you know, supporters if not, you know, non-supporters, but uh, it's a lot of work. And if Do you, you enjoy that role? I, anytime I can make a difference for the needs of the many is, is an, an enjoyable thing for me to do. I don't, um, even, even when it was very challenging, you know, During be, the pandemic, being well, no, back back in the school, even before that, uh, school board days, and again, I won't don't get in the weeds here, but you know, I got some pretty thick skin the last few years of my life because my conviction and my my belief and my faith was challenged, and I never wavered, and because I never wavered, we got we broke through, and we got to a place where it's a whole different situation and it's better on the school board. Yes, and I wanted to see that happen in the legislature, but we didn't quite get there, but. No, I um, I enjoyed very much. Um, people said you should be president again because I was board president the f second year of my first term, which is pretty rare. Um, I said no, let somebody else do it. Kind of like this role. I'm in it for four years, maybe six. Four, I'm out. Next next guy, he gets two or four, six years. I don't know what what Mr. Bond's going to do. Um, um, he better do right though, or, or I'll come <laughs> back and challenge him. But uh, no, I I just um, I. I I'm there to help to be one of seven, to help discussion and debate. And by the way, I did that too in the legislature. Pretty many, pretty much of all of the the chairs that I worked with on the respective committees all said to me, "It's really good having you on this committee. You ask a lot of questions, and and you help drive discussion. And by the way, that's why I do it. Sometimes I know the answer, but I'll ask it anyway because I want to see what they say and I want to watch the body language. I'm just really kind of anal about that. Sometimes I don't know the answer, so I'll ask a question. But in doing so. All of a sudden, I ask a question, and all of a sudden, people start asking questions. We have this discussion. We have a debate. We have an action. We get something done. What's next? That's all I've ever wanted. Just get stuff done. Um, continuing on the topic of education, you know there's going to be a push uh, to lift the limits on the school voucher program, expand it statewide. Very likely a major discussion in the legislature in this coming year. You've long advocated for full funding follows the student. Uh, how do you think or are you concerned about the impact on uh, a fully open statewide voucher program on your local school district and on Taxpayers, I think there's an estimate $577 million increase in uh, property taxes to pay for universal school vouchers. I think a competitive environment in the public school arena is overdue. I think if, if there's a level of accountability that's associated with the funding, if you're not going to meet the needs of the parent and they want to move their kid out, that's the district's problem. What about that impact on property taxes? Well, I wanted to see school funding um, elements taken out of property tax. I campaigned on that. It was one of my things I wanted to do. Remove the, the levy element from property taxes so we wouldn't associate them. Um, I, I, I just, I like the, the, the parents need to be in control. I like the freedom of the parents having the decision. I like the, 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 the challenge to the school districts to raise their efficiencies, to do better, to be destination districts instead of losing kids, bring them in. Um, I, think, I think it's healthy. It's a healthy challenge. Uh, would you, getting back to your reputation, your time in the legislature, would you agree you've been a controversial figure in the state, in the legislature? I would use the term fearless. Not that I don't have fears, but I, I again, I embrace the role. It's dutifully obligated to me as a servant of, by, and for the people to at least ask the question, to try. 
um, I was never afraid of controversial issues. That's why they never get dealt with. We kick cans down the road all over the place with many things up to and including taxation. Let's resolve these these issues and try to move it forward instead of just talk about it. I don't get into rhetoric. I don't get into optics. I want I want discussion, debate, and action. What's next? That's what I wanted to see all the time. And I really think that had I been in leadership, things would have gone different for not only the body but for the state of Wisconsin. So it's not about what you can and can't do. It's about who. So I gave it a shot. Let's talk about the 59th, your your home area, mm -hmm. a beautiful part of the state, lots of recreational opportunities. Gateway to the Kettle Moraine. <laughs> Good fish fries. Where, if you were uh, hosting somebody in the 59th, where what what do they need to see? What do they need to do? The amenities that the district offers are extensive, from from sporting to entertainment, um, restaurants. It, it's it's a great, it's Any a great must area. must-see areas of wow. your district? Yeah, all of it. I mean, really. I now see you got me spinning now. That's a great question because I'm visually drawing back memories of me. All I did the second time, see, I ran for the seat in 14. Didn't get it. Started late. See, timing's everything. And Mr. Kramer got in. He was in it for two terms, and he, did, he left out. I wasn't going to do it, but I ended up doing it. Anyway, long story short, all I did was buy little Vista print cards, about 6,900 of them or 7,000 of them. And I went and did doors. That's all I did. Didn't, own, didn't spend but 500 bucks. You saw a lot of that district then. And that's my point. It, when, you, when you go and do the doors to meet the people, you get to see the environments. And you can relate to them and their situations and what they need and why they have the concerns they have. That's why I'm responsive to them. And that's what takes me back to being dutifully obligated. I don't think uh, I, I think I was just fearless in just asking the question. It wasn't being controversial. It was asking something that to me was logical and legit, so I did it because that's my job. Mm -hmm. so. so you're known for these ties. We talked about yeah. that before the interview started. Uh, tell, how, many, how many of these uh, flag ties do you own? The patriotic motifs, probably at least a half dozen, and I probably have another half dozen that are more spiritual-based with with my faith, whether it's crosses or, or terminology from the Bible, um, I probably wear those primarily. Um, the neutral general ties, pretty rare for me to wear those. I do have a whole bunch, so I got some for my dad and over time. But I think I developed a desire for patriotic motif um, probably in the last 15 or 20 years of my life. And I have great respect for people who give of themselves. I have great respect for our republic. I want to keep it. So that's why I try to fight for it. And I, I just think that status quo and learned behavior has a way of chipping away at, at some of the things that could affect those areas. And that's why we have to have people who stand up and say, wait a second, time out. This isn't right. And that's what I did for four years. So what are your future plans? Well, uh, they won't let me go away quiet. I used to joke and kid when I was on the campaign trail if I if I don't get to get past August 9th primary, I get to stay home and play with my cat. Uh, everybody's telling me, Tim, you're not going to be staying home and playing with cat or anything else. You've got things to do and places to go. So I will stay engaged uh, in the process. I'm not. A will you run for another office? Uh, that, you know, that's another great question. I, 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 uh, I wait on the Lord for, for guidance and direction. Psalm 27 um, 
the viewers should take a look at Psalm 27. It's only 14 verses, but the last two speak at where I'm at right now in my life. I'm going to wait for the direction I need. I don't aspire anything specific. People want me to run again. Um, I might. Would I'm, you run for governor again? I might. I uh, National, federal office, if you would, uh, s Senator, I, I love my home. I love Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin could do better. And um, it's just a matter of being in a place where you can help make that happen. You don't need to have a title, but if you can have the influence and, and, and help work the mechanics of understanding and, and getting something done, maybe there's another way to do it. I mean, for example, I, I'm in the legislature for, for four years, and I'm working real hard on a couple of resolutions, and they didn't go anywhere. They were, they were obstructed. Well, I'm on the inside, and I couldn't get it done. So I, I, the chances are good I'll at least break even on the outside, right? I'll still try to get things done. And you don't have to have a title. You don't have to be on the inside to get things done. So that's my answer. Um, I, nothing specific, but I'm getting a lot of requests, and I'm just kind of like, wait a second, I'll get back to you on that. So we'll see. Well, Representative Rantham from Campbellsport, Kewaskum. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so very much. It was truly a pleasure. And thank you to the viewers of Newsmakers. Be sure to tune in again as we sit down with the decision makers and talk about the issues that make a difference for all of us. This program was brought to you from the Margaret Farrell Studio. This program is a production of Wisconsin Eye, an independent, nonpartisan, nonprofit media network with a mission to inform, educate, and engage the citizens of Wisconsin. Wisconsin Eye is the nation's first and only independently funded state civics broadcast network, providing gavel-to-gavel -gavel access to government proceedings and events at the state capitol.